Something extraordinary has happened to Judy Sizemore's closet, making it feel more like a closet. 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 An area that once caused claustrophobia now has enough space Space. Space. to hold all of Judy's striped boat neck sweaters. And Judy Sizemore has a lot of striped Striped. boat neck sweaters. sweaters. The Container Store Custom Closet Sale is here with up to 25% off all systems, including Alpha, through October 13th. The Container Store, where space comes from. Discover personally how the Word of God can affect a change in your life through the ministry of Bishop Dikewood Mills. Dikewood Mills is the founder of the Lighthouse Chapel International, a denomination with over 2,000 branches worldwide. He is a healing evangelist and the author of several best-selling books. He is also the pastor of the First Love Church, a campus ministry with over 200 branches. The First Love Church is a vibrant church with young, energetic people, full of first love for the Lord. Now listen to Dikewood Mills. Father, we are thanking you for the blessing we have today. Guide us by your mighty, mighty power. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. Are you glad to be here today? Beautiful. Now, this evening I want to share with you, I believe it's... um, We are launching our hundred million souls um, campaign. Amen. And I believe it's a great blessing. So, Glory be to God. And I'm doing it a second time today because I believe it is something important I want to emphasize. Amen. And I want to emphasize it spiritually. Because I'm launching it as something that should be in the whole church. Should be something spiritual. Amen. Let's welcome Dr. Go to say hello to us. Excited to be here tonight. This evening is a special evening, and I believe that as our prophet speaks to us about evangelism, and I'm happy about what he just said that it's for the whole church. That healing Jesus crusade is not for healing Jesus crusade team, but you are also an evangelist this year. So as you go for your outreaches, as you join, I believe that there's an anointing in the house. That is going to make us all soul winners. 
So I'm excited to be here. I believe something great is entering our hearts. Receive it and let it actually show a difference in your life this year. If you won two souls last year, let this year be a year of 20 souls. And may we all be great evangelists in the house. Clap your hands for Jesus. Beautiful. Now, my message has one, two, three, or four parts, depending on the flow. But the first point is that to have 100 million souls, you need and we need a baptism of zeal. Amen. What is a baptism of zeal? A baptism of zeal is the zeal of thine house has consumed me. All right? We need the zeal of my house has consumed me. John chapter 2. His disciples remembered that it was written, The zeal of thine house hath eaten me up. So if we are to have the work of the Lord established and souls to be won, then indeed the zeal of thine house has eaten me up. All right? Must be a reality. In John chapter 2 verse 15, the Bible says, When he had made a scourge of small cords, he drove them all out of the temple, the sheep, the oxen, and poured out the changes' money and overthrew the tables. And he said unto them that sold doves, take these things hence, make not my father's house a house of merchandise. You know, don't make my father's house a house of merchandise. Martha, see me after, please. And verse 17, his disciples remembered that it was written, the zeal of thine house has eaten me up. Now, one of the important things is that the zeal of God's house has to eat us up if we are to achieve anything for God. We need to be zealous and we need a baptism of zeal. We need to be eaten up with this all-consuming desire. Now, if you read verse 15 of this passage, 
he drove out from the temple sheep. You know, things can change badly. And when somebody, the oxen, and poured out the changes, they were changing money. There were forex bureaus in the temple. Why? Because church is always a place where a lot of people gather. And when a lot of people gather, you have a situation where you can make money. You have goats, sheep, and businessmen occupying the church. And it takes someone with zeal to come and say, we, we've got to change something about this. All right, verse 16. Then he said to them that sold doves, please take these things out of the church. We are selling beds. Can you imagine if people sell chicken, whatever? The whole thing has changed. Huh? Poultry Farm Association have come to the church. Is it right? Car park is full of people selling inside the church. But you see, at each point in time, the church can be described almost in the same way in each generation. It's the same thing today. Yes. It's not so different. The church is not there for its purpose. Its purpose seems to be have forgotten and other things are happening. With churches. That's how the churches. Always having something different. From what it was intended to be. So we need. And then verse 17 says. And his disciples remember that it was written. That the zeal of thine house has eaten me up. So if we are not zealous. We cannot return to the original purpose of the church. It takes a lot of zeal. Because you're almost like a revolutionary. And people don't like revolutions. Eh? People don't like revolutions. We had, we've had one revolution in Ghana. People don't like revolution. Even though the revolution may be saying the truth. The revolution may be talking about the truth. The revolution that we had in Ghana, we probably need more revolution than ever before. Because it takes nothing for human beings to go astray. Because after devils, we have human beings in terms of order of badness. Hmm? Verse 16. Verse 16. And he said to them that sold doves, Do not make my father's house a house of merchandise, business. So you can find the church becomes a center for motivational speaking. 
Huh? Secular education. And all kinds of things. But that is not what the church was meant for. So we need a baptism of zeal. Then, we need a burden that would make us uncomfortable until we see and get men saved from the blackness of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. So the second thing in this baptism of zeal is that we need a burden. Everybody say a burden. That would make us uncomfortable. Uncomfortable. We are not comfortable until we see men getting saved from the blackness of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. That is the second point under my section, first section of baptism of zeal is needed to win a hundred million souls. A burden that makes us uncomfortable until people are saved from the blackness of darkness and transferred into the kingdom of his dear son, Jesus. Amen. Number three. We need the winning of souls to be our waking thoughts and sleeping dreams. You see, if we come to church and we sing one song about soul winning and one song about reaching the lost, when we go away and it's not our waking thoughts or our sleeping dreams, it has no effect. So, you need to wake up winning with the thoughts, waking thoughts. As I'm walking around, I'm thinking of soul winning. And when I sleep, I'm dreaming about soul winning. Many of us have never had a dream about soul winning before. But we need to have sleeping dreams of soul winning. And we need to have waking thoughts. We need to have a burden that makes us itchy. Uncomfortable. Not only uncomfortable from heat. From the heat in the system. But uncomfortable until souls are moved from the blackness of darkness to the kingdom of his dear son Jesus. Can I have an amen from somebody? Beautiful. How many are blessed? I'm blessed already. Number four. I've given you three points. And the baptism of zeal. Point number four. We need the love that is blind to all the possible dangers of the mission of evangelism. 
We need what? A love that is blind to all the possible dangers of the mission. Now, to win souls, there are many dangers. Even in Ghana today, there are armed robbers scattered all over the country. And like Mike Maddox says, whatever you allow grows. Whatever you do, what? You allow grows. So as it is being allowed by those who could control it, it's growing. And the country, just even Ghana, gradually becomes more dangerous. But point number four says, we need to have the love that is blind to all possible dangers, amen, of the mission. Now, when you are in love with somebody, you seem to be blind to all the dangers of marrying that person, the mission of marrying that person. And we need to be blind to the mission of winning souls. We are just about to enter into Congo. This is an unstable country. Even on Saturday, Friday, I got a message from a missionary there. And he told us, told me that the internet is going off. They are switching off quite. They are having demonstrations, this, that. So we will not, we cannot reach us till whatever demonstration on Sunday. There will be no church service all the time. Dangerous things. But we need the love that is blind to the to all the dangers of the mission. Love that ignores personal safety. Amen. Love that does what? Ignores personal safety. You have to ignore personal safety if you want to have soul winning. And that is why people who are addicted to personal safety, a lot of them in America, cannot usually do the work that God often wants us to do because the system they live in is geared towards personal security and safety. But sometimes as you try to save yourself, you become more in danger of losing what you are trying to save. Amen. How many points have I given you? For number five. We need to drop the word sacrifice from our vocabulary. When I say drop the word sacrifice from your vocabulary, I mean to drop that word when you are talking about loving God and serving him. You don't have to use the word sacrifice. When you love somebody, so I'm going to sacrifice other girls to marry you. 
I just want you to know what a great sacrifice it is for me to be with you. In fact, it's really cost me a lot ah, to have you as the one. Do you have, do you, have you not dropped the word sacrifice from your vocabulary when you are loving somebody? From today, I don't want to hear that word. All sacrifice, we are losing, you are losing no nothing. Tell somebody, you are losing no nothing. Amen. And you must be someone who ignores all dangers, as I've said, and is intolerant to idleness. If we are going to win souls, we must, this is number point number five, you must be intolerant to idleness. That means we don't accept idleness. And as we have every month in this church, our monthly massive organized campaign of evangelism in the church. Hundreds will be saved here. We didn't build this building for fashion. We built it for saving souls. And we shall be intolerant to idleness. Not tolerate idleness. If we want a baptism of zeal, then we must be intolerant to idleness. Now somebody said, I just came to a church, I want to be blessed. You know something? If you want the blessing of idleness, go somewhere else. Here, the doctrine here is that you shall serve and he shall bless. Why is Michaelis? It does he not have a song like that. You shall serve and he shall bless. Huh? Is he still there? Well, you, you can dance this song for us. Oh, that's what we believe here. We are intolerant. I hope you wrote it down, right? I am intolerant to idleness. I can't tolerate it. Write my English word that I'm giving you. Intolerant to idleness. Anyhow. <laughs> are you there or you are leaving? Fantastic. Now, the next key to the baptism of zeal. How many keys have I given you? Six. Key number one is what? You need what? A baptism of zeal. Number two? You need a burden that makes you uncomfortable. Until we see men getting saved from the blackness of darkness into the kingdom of his son. Number three? We need what? Waking thoughts and sleeping dreams about soul winning and evangelism. What did I say? Waking thoughts and sleeping dreams. Receive waking thoughts and sleeping dreams. Number four, 
We need what? The love that is blind to all possible dangers of the mission. You are marrying some nincompoop and you have blinded yourself to the dangers of marrying such a personality. Somebody has had 36 girlfriends already and has added you as number 37 that she's going to marry. And you are blind to the possible dangers of marrying this person. That one is not a problem. How many points have I given you there? Four? Is that five? That's four. Number five? You need... You need to drop the word sacrifice from your vocabulary. You have to replace it with the word privilege. Number six. You must be intolerant to idleness. Amen. Now, remember under this topic of point of idleness remember that Jesus the master went out at the 11th hour and he found some men idling in the marketplace Hmm? at what hour the 11th hour and he found others standing Idle. At what time? What time of eternity were the people idle? I'm asking you a question. What time were they idle? At the 11th hour. At close to the last part and last mark. That's the time they were standing idle. Yes. How can we be idle at such a time? At the 11th hour. That is why I said we must be, to have the baptism of zeal, we need to be intolerant. Not accept it at the 11th hour, even the 11th hour of your life. When it is the 11th hour of your life, you must be Intolerance, that's the 11th hour. You cannot stand idle. Whatever age you are, you can't be idle. Yes. You can't be idle. Don't think that activity is for the young ones. Those of you who feel you are old. You are suffering from premature aging, especially in your mind. Age is from the mind. First of all, before you actually begin to age. You accept it in your mind. Yes. If you move with younger people, you will see that you are just as good as them. Only that one or two signs may reveal certain things. But apart from that, hey man. Yeah. You know, up to about 50 and a little over, there are sometimes few changes you can see. Sometimes up to 60. True. If you are able to fight off a pot belly, you find out that 
many people. It's you who are not flowing in a way together, beloved. But if you were to flow in a way, you'd be surprised that somebody would be like those you right now. And you see, the reality is that sometimes some 50-year-olds are even nicer than some 22-year-olds. Yes, it's true. Okay, I'll give you some research to do. Keep your eyes open from tonight. You look around, you see. If they don't tell you their age, it is only that within them a certain switch of life has been switched off that, oh, it's past my time. But it's not past your time. Which time is past your time? Huh? You switch off. Click. Life is over. Life is not, it's not over till it's over. When you are, I'll tell you when it's over. When you are lying down in the coffin, you knock, co, 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 and you do the side round, co, 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 and you see that there's one, two, three, four, then you know that it's over. But until then, it's not yet over. You know, now there are some cancers. You know what is oncology? Uh, you know, many of you are art students. Oncology has to do with treating cancer. Oncology, study of cancer, treating cancer. That's oncologist is somebody who treats cancer. Yeah. Now, even with cancer, you see, the aim, what, what they are trying to do is to Make cancer to a disease that you don't die from, but you die from something else. You get what I'm trying to say? Mm-hmm. So that they turn it, instead of it being a terminal disease, like you are going to die, they, they, it, they turn it into something you fight with for a long time. Mm-hmm. So you have. Many people who suffered from cancer, sometimes prostate cancer, and they tell them that most people who are having prostate cancer don't die from it, but they die from something else. So that's, that's their aim. They make it something to fight, and they just fight it till it's over. So that it, you find people dying from something. Or maybe they die from malaria, but not from the cancer. You will never be diagnosed with any evil disease in Jesus' name. Angels will carry that diagnosis away in Jesus' name. So that... Whatever hour it is that God calls you, and no matter the struggle you are left with, that you are fighting, you are expected, God, God giving you time, and you fight on, even to the last moment, you'll be fighting and doing something for God. To the last moment. That's how it is. Intolerant. 
to idleness. He went out at the last hour and found others standing idle and said to them, Why stand ye here all the day idle at this time of eternity? So we are tired, we are sick, we are old. No! That's what I'm telling you. It's not over. It's not over. It's not over. Did I give you the research? I told you, put on your glasses and look around. Some of the sisters who are 40, 50, look. If you, is it? Only that I don't want to. To, to tell it, but those who sit in the greater love section, some of them you sit at other people before you realize somebody proposed to them. Hey, sister, my name is uh, John. Uh, you look a little familiar, you know. <laughs> but you see, many of the sisters even have an attitude of, you, you can be my son. So if you were to be flowing, you get it. So it's the inside of you that is all switched off. But the inside of the body there is there. And sometimes it's even, yeah, even nicer. Oh yes. All I told you, you do your research. Don't tell anybody you are doing research. But just keep your eyes open and be scanning. Scan through the church. Wow. Are you still around or you are leaving? Tell somebody I'm around. I'm getting a baptism of zeal. I say I'm getting a baptism of zeal. Yes. The church seems to be idling and careless of its responsibilities. Hmm. The next one. How many points do you have in the baptism of zeal? We must be delivered from the sin of unconcern. I'm not concerned of the church. The sin of unconcern. Is that a word like that in English? Unconcern. Unconcern of the church. Yes. The sin of complacency. So, from today, to have a baptism of zeal, you need to be healed of the sin of unconcern and the sin of complacency. We are okay. We are alright. Oh, Ableton is okay here. What are you needing now? We are all right here. We are no all right, no nothing all right. We need more souls to be saved. Amen? Amen. You know, I need to see 10,000 people here on, in the morning. So I'm not even thinking of how to get a, more land to get a bigger place for us to be in. Yes. Yes. Are you tired? How old are you and you are getting old? How old are 
people just now. They didn't come to church. They are at the back. They are outside. The sin of complacency. Being satisfied with what you are. No way. It's a sin. And we are being delivered so that we can have zeal. We can be baptized in zeal. You know, when, when I say baptized in zeal, how many know that when somebody comes there, you can smell a, a scent? Okay, sit down. So I ask you the question properly. How many have noticed that when somebody comes near you, even sometimes sitting by you, you can, you can sort of smell something? things that we smell sometimes sweat bathlessness showerlessness protracted continued sweating and and non-bathing perfumelessness Uh, people are mentioning yes what else bad breath and sometimes the person doesn't say anything but you just see and as you are standing and you, you smell it. Now that is how we are going to be. We are going to be baptized with zeal. When you, when somebody, when you are talking with somebody, you sort of smell zeal. You feel some kind of zeal around the person. Yeah. Instead of smelling perfume and so on, you smell like some zeal. But you cannot, we cannot be baptized with zeal unless we are healed of the sin of complacency. Sin of complacency. Amen. Are you still around? Sit down. How many points have I given you? Seven. Point number eight. If we are going to be baptized with zeal, we need to be filled with holy anger. We need to be filled with what? Holy anger against the devil, against sin, against our unbelief, and against the idleness of the church. Yes. We need to be filled with what? Holy anger. Holy what? Anger. Holy anger, holiness means special. Holy means special. It's another word for special. It's holy. When I say holy, 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 Lord God Almighty. Special, 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 Lord God Almighty. This is a holy temple. This is a special temple. Special in relation to religion or in relation to God. It's one of the definitions of holiness. Holy. Holy doesn't mean not committing fornication. The temple doesn't commit fornication. So it's a holy temple. The tabernacle doesn't commit fornication, so it's a holy tabernacle. No, it's special in relation to God and in relation to religion. And it's a holy place. Like the holy book. The Bible doesn't sin, but it is special. It's a special book. The Quran is a special book. It's a holy book. You understand? Holy water is a special water. Now, we need holy anger. We need what? 
holy anger. You see, none of us are, most of you are not angry about sin. When, 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 when the devil is destroying people's lives, oh, really? So you just, uh, whatever, so, oh, okay. Charlie, <laughs> make sure they don't catch you. Eh? Okay, later. Oh, Charlie, you go, you, you, t- you tip the money. Oh, this be the second time, eh? Charlie, be careful, though, because Charlie, guys, now they grow wild. Charlie, shine your eye. Hey, what did they do? Are you the, will be you the right? Who will be who the right this girl? Hey, Charlie, be, 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 be the right ammo. Hey. So, before you be who the right arm. So, you finish, you go give them to me. Like, you don't have any feeling about sin. You don't have a holy anger. You talk about it as if it's normal. As if that is what should be. If we are to have zeal, be baptized in zeal, we need a holy anger. Yes. Which is a special type of anger. It's not it's not a, a bad temper. It's not a bad temper. Huh? Every day you are irritated. No. I'm talking about holy anger. Special anger. A special anger that comes about spiritual things. When you see spiritual things, when things are happening, ah, my heart is broken. When I see the sin, when I see the church is complacent, when I see this, oh my heart, hush, ah. Then you go home and have a dream. Did I tell you, your waking thoughts and your sleeping dreams. Your waking thoughts and your sleeping dreams. Yes. And if you follow these seven, uh, how many keys have I given you? Eight keys. You are going to be baptized with enough seal. Yes. Are you put the points up there? You can see the points. Beautiful points. Amen. Now, Number nine. We need broken hearts. Hearts that are broken before the Lord. Hearts that are weeping. Because God asks us to weep between the porch and the altar. We need hearts that are broken. Hearts that weep between the porch and the altar. To bring about the revival of God. You see, let the priests and the ministers weep. We need to receive weeping as a command. Weeping is a command. Let the priests weep. It's a command to weep. Cry. Weep. Weep. Let the priests weep. Let them have feelings. Let them have feelings about spiritual things, about soul winning. Weeping is a command. And without a broken heart, well, soul winning efforts will fizzle out in just a short time. Yes, we need hearts that are broken about God's work. Hearts that weep. 
Weeping is a command. <laughs> oh yes. Are you still around? Beautiful. Amen. After the weeping, how many points have I given you? Number 10. There must be action. Joel chapter 2 and verse 7. What does he say? Joel chapter 2 and verse 7. They shall run like mighty men. You see, after weeping, weeping is a command. But after weeping, there must be action. We must run like mighty men. Climb over the obstacles. Things that hinder. Things that prevent the walls. We must cross the walls. We must run. We must run in our ranks. And cross over. Until we have achieved. So even though he says we should weep. You can't just sit weeping. Weeping is a command. But after that, there must be action. The lethargy in the church is almost unpardonable. The lethargy in the church is unpardonable. You can't forgive it. You can't forgive it. The lethargy in the church today is almost unpardonable, I should say. God is waiting for his people to have broken hearts over the fields and cry and have a feeling. That feeling will move them. Like William Carey moved him to become a missionary. Amen. Now, how many points have I given you? Ten or my eleven. These are Keys to the baptism of zeal. Number 11, you must bind your heart to the reaching of the unreached. Amen. You must what? Bind your heart to the reaching of the unreached. You must bind your heart to the reaching of the unreached. Amen. Amen. Ezekiel chapter 40, verse 4. And the man said unto me, Son of man, behold with thine eyes and hear with thine ears. Set thine heart on all that I shall show thee. You see, God says, I'm going to give you something with your eyes and I'm going to tell you something. But you need to set your heart. You need to set your heart on what God should. That's why I said we must bind our hearts to the reaching of the unreached. You must do what? Bind your heart. Your heart must be attached to the vision. The vision is to reach the unreached and we must bind our hearts to that vision. And that's why I said in Ezekiel 40 verse 4, he says, my son of man, listen with your ear, with your ears. Behold with your eyes and set your heart on what I shall show thee. For 
to this intent that I might show them to thee, as thou brought hither. God has brought us in a church, UD churches all over the world. We have come to this place so that God would give us the vision. He has given us the strength and the power to stand here. To this intent has he brought us here. That we should reach the unreached and preach to people that don't know Jesus. And tell people about Jesus Christ. That's the good news of God. That's, that's the gospel. And there will, never be a, there will never be an improvement on that gospel. Shame on us. Look at Billy Graham. He never changed the message. Even the, the secular press. They're announcing, talking about him. CNN, BBC. They say, he used to say, the Bible says. That's the news. They say, he always said, the word of God says. The Bible says. He had at the top of banner of all his crusade, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Billy Graham. Look at, they are, they are putting him in line, he's lying in Congress. In state in the Congress in America, Capitol Hill. Yeah. And the Congress voted that he should be there. These are not things that are done for people. And they honored him and you see his coffin driving through towns. People stand outside and salute. The man who said the word of God says. The man whose heart was bleeding for the lost. For people to be saved. I tell you there is no greater work. And you see that no pastor has ever been even honored like this before. No pastor. But only those who preach Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today and forever. I'm telling you. No one has been on it. Now, even the terrible sinners of this wicked world recognize that a great voice has passed away. Are you still there? Point number 13. 12. We need to become impervious. It's a word you have to know these words. Impervious. To the opinions of others. About our message. And that's how Billy Graham was. He was impervious to the opinions. He always said, the Bible says, the word of God said, Jesus, the way, the truth, and the life. We should not care what it will cost us to be bent out for God. Whether we are flattened or flattered, esteemed or despised, condemned as fools or philosophers, whether we are given evil reports or good reports, kisses or curses, we must be impervious to the opinions. That's why I don't want to change the message. The beautiful message that Jesus Christ died on the cross for all who believe in him and turn away from their sins. He died and his blood is flowing from Calvary today if you believe in him. Hallelujah. How many points have I given you? 13. We need to move away from a centralized 
church world that we are seeing right here today. Where all Christian activities hover around the centralized or the center of the church. Yes. It's either a beloved's parade, a marriage getaway in a hotel at Sugakope, or a couple's retreat at what do you call it? Um, Royal Senchi or a singles summit or a family camp or a singles mingle or a business community meeting or get out of debt meeting or how you can use mortgage to improve your financial situation or kingdom finances how to be a Christian millionaire prosperity for a, with a purpose it's one of these centralized things focus on our own little bitty lives say little bitty bitty is b-i-t-t-y bit little bits your little bit of a life which is nothing compared to the great plan of God your little bitty life little bitty life the purposes of God are far greater Isaiah 14 verse 26 the purposes of God are too great the purposes of God this is the purpose that is purpose upon the whole earth the gospel Jesus said my this gospel shall be preached in all the world it's the plan it's the purpose it will happen This is the hand that is stretched out on all the nations. Verse 27. The Lord has stretched out his hand. Who can turn it back? The Lord has purposed. Who shall disannul it? His hand is stretched like this. You better join his arm. Your little bitty life will never be more important than his supreme purpose. Yes. Oh yes. It's a beautiful message. Shaka pata How many points do you have? Thirteen. Number fourteen. We need to move away from showmanship. Showmanship, competition, and holding a form of religion, a form of religion, you know, but denying the power of God. My church is better than your church. And so what? I so soak your Gary. I said soak your Gary and shut up there.
centralized church location, our church, your church, my church, 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 church. That's why we cannot win a hundred million, so it has to take a German to come from Germany, even in his sickness, to come and stand on a platform and shout and preach. Because we are all inward looking. You see, when you tell somebody that you are inward looking, he says it's an insult. They say your tribe is inward looking. It means you look to yourselves, your brothers and your own. I mean, Charlie, let me help out my brothers and sisters from uh, the mountains, from here, from the valleys, and so on and so forth. That's what it means, that inward looking. And that's how the church has become. It's inward looking. Showmanship. Competition. Who can fill this square? Who can be here? Who can do that? Who can have this? Come on now. Having a form of religion. Very religious. But the power. The power to reach the nations. Where is the power? God is calling us to a baptism. Of zeal. Is it a blessing? Fantastic. Now. Wow. How many points do you have? 14. Number 15. And I'm going to end with that. I told you I have six, four sections. Now this is one section one. Now. Listen. But I, I, I don't know whether I'm going to do any other section. But listen to this. Point number 15. How many times do you get 15 points? Now, we must attain in this baptism of zeal at least to the level of the Pharisees. Yes. Do you remember what the Pharisees said? Say, Lord, I fast once a week. Yes. I pay tithes. I don't do this. I don't do this. I do this. You see, I thank you. I'm not an extortioner, adulterer, all this. I fast. I pay tithes. We, we always say this man is bad because of his pride. And Jesus said, of course, the other one went away more justified than the other. Hmm? This one went his house justified rather than the other. Because he exalted himself. But let's ask ourselves, how many of us <laughs> Can attain to this level. Huh? I'm talking about a baptism of zeal. Where our zeal will even get to the level of the unjustified. Before we can move higher to the justified. God is calling us. To a life of zeal. Baptism. Of zeal. 
15 points of zeal. Point number one. Let's go quickly. Point number one. You need a baptism of zeal. Point number two. You need a burden that makes you uncomfortable. Number three is what? You need waking thoughts and sleeping dreams about soul winning and evangelism. Number four. You need love that is blind to all possible dangers of the mission. When you are marrying somebody, do you say, hmm, it's dangerous to marry you? No. No. Number five, you need to drop the word sacrifice from your vocabulary. When you are talking about soul winning, add it. Don't just say sacrifice. We need the word sacrifice. But when it comes to going to work for God, so, Charlie, we are sacrificing Lord. We've come on Friday. We are coming on Saturday too. We are coming on Sunday. We are going on Monday. Hey! Don't say that. It's a privilege. You don't get poor. Oh, no. And number six, you must be intolerant to what? Idleness. Remember, the people were idle at the 11th hour. Number seven, you must be delivered from the sin of unconcern and the sin of complacency. Yes. Amazing. How many are being delivered? So, ah, if they are going to hell, they should go. Charlie, we, look, we, we are in church. Oh, Charlie, we, they are singing him. Through all the changing seas. Look, my friend, you can't be unconcerned about people any longer. Is it clear? Number eight. You need to be filled with holy anger against the devil, against sin, against unbelief, and against the idleness of the church. Number eight. Number nine. We need to be broken hearted before the Lord. And put a full stop there and add to it, weeping is a command. Weeping is a command. He said, let the priest weep between the porch and the altar. Let them weep. I receive it. Yes. Number 10. After weeping, there must be action. Amen. There must be what? Action. Is there going to be action now? Is there, it's not a political party or action now. I'm saying, is there going to be action for Jesus? Number 11. You must bind your heart to the reaching of the unreached. Amen. Number 12. Why do you change it to we? It's you need 
to become impervious. What does impervious mean? It cannot penetrate. The opinions of others cannot penetrate you. We need to be impervious to the opinions of others about our message. How many don't care what anybody thinks about you? All I want you to stand and say, God commanded his love toward us. In that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. That's all. That's all you need to say. You need to say this message with power. You need to say it again and again and again and again. You need to say there is no other way. There is no other name given under heaven whereby we can be saved. Jesus Christ. The same yesterday, today and forever. You need to repeat the the words of Jesus Christ. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whoever believes in him should not perish. But have everlasting life. God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world. But that that the world through him might be saved. Wow. Impervious to the opinions of others about your message. And number 13. We need to move away. You need to move away from a centralized church world. An inward looking church world. Number 14. You need to move away from not only showmanship. Huh? Show, showmanship, competition, and a form of religion. You cannot shorten my uh, uh, preaching. Who is that? I would like to see that person immediately after church. You cannot shorten my point. Is it right to shorten my point? Does a person need to be pondered immediately after we finish? Show mercy, uh, you people. Wow. And point number 15. You must attain this baptism of zeal at least to the level of the Pharisees. Wow. Now, this is beautiful. In 1986, Bishop Saki wrote a letter to me. Let me read it to you. He said, Doug, if we ever need a baptism of zeal from heaven, it should be a baptism of zeal. The zeal of my house has consumed me. We really need to be eaten up dry with a passionate passion. A burden that would make us uncomfortable until we see and get men saved from the blackness of darkness into the kingdom of his son. This should be our waking thoughts and our sleeping dreams. We really need, this is, you see, this is 1986. We came even third year. Or second year, I think. We really need a love that is blind to all the possible dangers of the mission. This is Bishosaki's letter to me, my personal letter. We are lucky that I'm in share with you. Love that ignores personal safety, disregards the odds against it, and drops the word sacrifice from his vocabulary. Ignores all dangers and is intolerant to idleness. 
Yes. Remember that the master went out at the 11th hour and he found some men still idling in the marketplaces. May God help us. This is how to write Christian letters. In this 11th hour, the church seems to be idling, careless of its responsibility. I'm beginning to believe that it's not the sin of the world that is making the church sick, but the sin and unconcern of the church that is making the world sick. I'm getting fed up with complacency in the church. I'm filled with holy anger against the devil, against sin, against our unbelief, and also against the church. Everything in the world is broken. Confidence in government, confidence in the dollar. Marriages are breaking and teenagers are breaking up in their minds. All is broken against, all is broken except one thing, the hearts of believers. I believe that we need broken hearts to face this colossal mess. Weeping is a command. But there should be action after that. Joel 2.7 <laughs> yeah. Ke bashata The present lethargy in the church is almost unpardonable. I need to hear to bear a broken heart over the coldness in the church. Yea, the fields are really wide. Dark. Let's bind our hearts to reaching the unreached. We need to bind our hearts. We need to become impervious to the opinions of others about our zeal. We should not care what it will cost us to be bent out for God. Whether we are flattered or fattened, esteemed or despised, condemn a fool or a philosopher, through evil report or good report, kisses or curses, we should be set to do the will of him that sent us. <laughs> the centralized system we seem to be having in Accra. The church is founded with showmanship, competition, holding a form of religion, but denying the power thereof. Although the Pharisees prayer is always seen as not good enough, God, I thank thee that I'm not like other people, swindlers and just adulterers. How many church people can pray such prayers and say those things. May God help us. I pray like Habakkuk did. Lord, in your wrath, remember mercy. Love to all, it's co-worker. Yes. Fantastic. Yes. You have the notes, but I don't know whether you are reading them. You find this letter in my book. Tell them. Yes, it's there. Tell them. Yes. But you see, when I'm preaching, you don't know what I'm preaching. It's fantastic. These are 15 keys to the baptism of zeal. Sit down.
How many are going to be baptized with zeal to serve God? And I tell you, and unless you see this, the ministry is in your heart. You never amount to much in ministry. You can see this a, a young person, 20 something years old, is writing. Yeah. He's writing what he believes. And you see, we must have such deep beliefs. If you don't have it, you will never, you can't really be much. It must be from your heart. Yeah. It must be from your heart. And God will bless you. God will bless us. And so, a hundred million souls is something that we need. We need to believe the lethargy, the complacency, the unconcern of the church must go away from our lives. Yes. It must be in our hearts. Weeping is a command. Weeping is a what? Command. It's God's command to us. Weep. Cry. Before the porch and the altar. When soul winning is on the heart of a good pastor, of a pastor, he's a good pastor, you would think, when soul winning is on the heart of a businessman, he becomes a very good businessman. Yeah. You'd be surprised. God will bless you. God never use your ship free. Bless you. So, I want everyone here to be baptized with the baptism of zeal. People need the Lord. People need the Lord. Sing for me. Every day they pass me by. I can see it in their eyes. Empty people filled with care. Headed who knows where. On they go. Through private pain, living fear to fear, laughter hides their silent cries. Only Jesus cares. People need. Too great a cost 
for sharing life with one who's alone. What could be too great? Through his eyes, our love can see. Wow. All the grief they bear. They must hear the blessed word. They must hear the blessed word. Only we can share. Only we can share. Because people need the Lord. People need the Lord Jesus. baptism of zeal, serve you with joy. May we be filled with that baptism of zeal, serve you all the days of our lives. We give you thanks. Just lay your hand on your heart and let me pray for you, the baptism of zeal. Father, touch everybody here tonight with the baptism of zeal. Let us be filled to overflowing with a baptism of zeal. Thanks, Jesus. Thanks for calling us. Thanks for sending us. Thanks for touching our lives. We give you thanks. Help us to believe what is the most important thing. What brings you joy when we take to heart the call and the principal primary work of the church preach your word, to preach the gospel, the good news, to witness, to send the light, to talk to people, one to one, until the whole world is saved. Thank you for giving us this call. We will do it, Lord. We'll meditate on it. We'll think about it. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you thanks. In Jesus' mighty name. As every head is bowed and every eye closed, if you are here tonight and you are not a born again Christian, raise up your right hand. I'm going to pray with you. God bless you. Just lift it up high. I want to give my life to Jesus today. 
before we do anything else, I want to just pray with you. If you are here like that, you want to give your life to Jesus, pastor, pray with me. I, I want to be born again. I want to know God. And lift your hand and come to me in the front here if you are here. Come. Come quickly. Walk all the way. Quickly. Come all the way to the front. God bless you. God bless you. Encourage them as they come. Encourage them. People need the Lord. People need the Lord. People need the Lord. Come all the way. Come all the way. Cause at the end of broken Come all the way. People need the Lord. He's the Say, Jesus, please forgive me. Say it out loud. Please forgive me for my sins. I am a sinner. Forgive me. Wash me with the blood of Jesus. I open my heart. Today, tonight, I receive Jesus as my Savior, my Lord, my Master, my God. From tonight, I surrender all to Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for saving me tonight. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. God bless you. We believe you have been blessed by the preaching of God's Word. For audio CDs, DVDs, books, and other resources by Dykewood Mills, please visit our website at www.dykewoodmills.org. God richly bless you. Something extraordinary has happened to Judy Sizemore's closet, making it feel more like a closet. 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 An area that once caused claustrophobia now has enough space Space. Space. to hold all of Judy's striped boat neck sweaters. And Judy Sizemore has a lot of striped boat neck sweaters. The Container Store Custom Closet Sale is here with up to 25% off all systems, including Alpha, through October 13th. The Container Store, where space comes from. Something extraordinary has happened to Judy Sizemore's closet, making it feel more like a closet. 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 An area that once caused claustrophobia now has enough space Space. Space. to hold all of Judy's striped boat neck sweaters. And Judy Sizemore has a lot of striped boat neck sweaters. The Container Store Custom Closet Sale is here with up to 25% off all systems, including Alpha, through October 13th. The Container Store, where space comes from.